The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here today. I have a guest with me, Nitika Chopra. Nitika is a chronic illness advocate living with two chronic illnesses, rheumatoid arthritis and myasthenia gravis. She's dedicated her work to elevating the lives of those living with chronic illnesses, which she does through her online community, her podcast, social media channels, and in-person events. She is a busy woman. If you're looking to feel heard and seen, you've got to follow Nitika's work. It'll truly feel like you're getting a big virtual hug from her. On today's episode, Nitika talks about how thriving with a chronic illness means something different for each person, but thriving is available to all of us. She gives her top tips on how to access a state of thriving while also allowing grace. She also talks about her upcoming in-person Chronicon event where I'll be speaking. Nitika, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me, Gretchen. I'm so happy to be here. Of course. I'm so excited because I feel like anytime I spend time with you, and really now that I think about it, it's only been virtual time. We haven't met in real life yet, but anytime I'm around you, I feel this sense of calmness and peace. And so I'm excited for my listeners to get that from our conversation as well. But I do have a question that I'd like to ask you for my interview deck, and then we'll dive into it. Does that sound okay with you? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. So I'm just going to shuffle. Your question is, (laughs) I just got to say, every time I have a guest (laughs) on my podcast, the question comes up is so applicable. (laughs) Really? Oh my God. So cool. Okay. Let's see. So your question is what upcoming life event are you excited about? (laughs) Well, yeah, go for it. Yeah. We, we have a whole podcast to talk about that. Um, but yeah, I am the most excited about the in-person Chronicon that's happening that you are going to be speaking at, which I'm so honored to say that and to have you there. Yeah, that's happening on May 19th in Williamsburg. And I'm just, I'm so excited about it. I can't even believe it's it's coming up. (laughs) I know it really is. And we'll, we'll dive further into that. So our listeners can know exactly what that's about. And by the way, everyone listening, Nitika has been on our podcast before. So this is her second feature. So definitely feel free to listen to her first podcast, but in case you missed that, can you just give us a brief synopsis about, you know, who you are and kind of what led to the point where you're at right now. Sure. Yeah. I mean, as the founder of Chronicon, which is sort of like the main thing that I focus on every single day and how you and I were connected because one of my community members, Siobhan, she shared about your work and I was like, oh my God, who is this person? This is so cool. 
And then, you know, you and I have been connected ever since. I got to that place and started doing that work because of my own chronic illness journey. I was diagnosed with my first chronic illness at the age of 10, which was psoriasis. And then I got psoriatic arthritis at the age of 19. And recently, actually just last year, I was diagnosed with myasthenia gravis as well. So it's been a lifelong journey and um, yeah. And it kind of led me to the work that I'm doing now because it's, it's sort of the thing that I know about more than I know anything is like what it's like to live with a chronic illness, what it's like to want more for yourself and strive and have hopes and dreams and all of that, even while you're dealing with your health. Yeah. And I think that you provide such a safe space for people to come together and share what's going on, which is really unique because I will say I have gone and taught at many MS support groups. And conversations always got to a point where someone, at least one person in the group, if not more, felt uncomfortable and felt like, well, they could, they were just complaining. They couldn't share their input, or it just got to this point where it was bickering. Like this program worked for me, this program didn't. And it's so unique to have one space for so many people with different chronic illnesses to be part of where you can just share what's going on and also get that support. Yeah, no, thanks for saying that. I mean, I think that's like one of the biggest things with Chronicon. Like I don't want to go to a, like a support group, honestly. And when people started calling Chronicon a support group, I was actually a little taken aback because <laughs> to me, that was always like such a negative thing, like you're talking about. And I never actually saw it as a support group. I just saw it as like this community that I started because it's like the thing that I always needed, you know, but it's true. It is a support group for all intents and purposes, but I completely agree. I've heard that from so many people, even members, you know, who have joined Chronicon who were a bit skeptical at first. They were like, oh my God, we've been to so many things and they're always so negative. The way I see it is like, I already know I'm sick. Like, I don't really need you to remind me. I'm reminded that I have a chronic illness every time I put clothes on, every time I figure out what I'm going to eat, every time I make a plan with someone, every time I have a meeting for work, I'm reminded of my energy, of my abilities, and I'm navigating that all day, every single day, whether I want to be or not, it's just my reality. So I don't really need to go places where I'm like reminded of that more. I'm just like, no, I want to be reminded of the other parts of me, of like the possibility and the things that I can do to help myself feel better and thrive and like own my dreams and, you know, pursue the things that I really want or like learn how to date and feel empowered and feel confident and things like that. I don't really need a place where I'm reminded of how sick I am all the time. So yeah, that definitely resonates because I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. And again, I just think it's so powerful too, that your focus is on the whole person, not just this one small part, even though that small part being chronic illness might feel like it's a big part of you. There's so many other parts and turning the focus onto that is such a key factor to really start living and enjoying life. So I love that you do that. And let's come back to Chronicon in a second, but you also just launched a podcast all about thriving with chronic illnesses. Can you talk a little bit about that and maybe even give us some of your top tips? Sure. Yeah. I mean, and I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. 
soon. So it's going to be great. But yeah, I mean, it's so funny because I was actually like a little nervous to start a podcast all about thriving. My last podcast I had was called The Point of Pain. And I felt like I really needed to acknowledge how hard things can be for those of us who are living with chronic conditions, because I never wanted anyone to think that I didn't get that. You know, I spent years of my life not being able to walk without severe pain, being covered from head to toe with psoriasis that was excruciatingly painful for like 17 years. It was a lot, right? So then people see me in an article or, you know, in a photo shoot or something, and they're like, oh, she just doesn't get it. And so I think I was so nervous about that. I was afraid that people would see this one version of me that maybe isn't covered with psoriasis right now and think that I didn't understand how hard it would be. So there was a part of me that was like afraid to jump into the thriving conversation in this way. And then finally, I was like, this is what I really want us to be talking about. Just like I just shared about the community and stuff. It's the same kind of conversations that I'm having on the podcast. There's so much more to me than this one aspect, even if this one aspect might dictate a lot of things in my life. And just constantly going back to that, whether we're talking about relationships, we talk about, we're talking about boundaries in the next couple of weeks, we're talking that we just talked about intimacy for like an entire month. We go through all the different aspects of life, but that's something that every human being would need to talk about. That's not just me because I have a chronic illness. So yeah, so those are some of the topics that we cover. And in terms of thriving and what it means for folks to thrive, I say in the very first episode, this whole podcast and the work that I do is about figuring out what it means for you to thrive. I'm sharing my journey and giving you a little inside peek of this is what I did for myself to thrive today. But what I did for myself to thrive today, it might be different than what I did yesterday. It might be different than what I can do tomorrow. And that's the same for the person listening. And I know you know this so well, Gretchen, because you talk about this so much in the work that you do. And I love, I'm like obsessed with your work. I feel like I'm such a fangirl, but it's so true because I feel like in everything I've seen of yours, you're always saying it's okay if one day you can stand for this long, but the next day you can't even for half that amount of time or, you know, whatever it might be with someone's physical condition. It doesn't mean that you still don't have the right to thrive, you know? So figuring out what that means for you, I think is really the journey. I love that because that is true. Everyone's definition of thriving is probably different, or even if there's specific things that they equate to surviving and thriving is going to be different. How long did it take you to go from that point of, first of all, I guess, just diagnosis and feeling that pain and wanting people to know that you understood to this state of thriving? Has that always been a part of you and on your mind? Or is it just something that you've started dabbling with and then really soared with? When I was at my sickest point, it was about 19 to 25 when I had the psoriatic arthritis and then the psoriasis was really bad. And I would say it was during that time that I really started to sort of chip away at this opportunity around thriving. I didn't necessarily know as much about it as I know now. I'm going to be 42 soon. So I know a lot more now, but I would say it's something that I started to work at, you know, back then, like 20 years ago. And then it's something that I've sort of built on throughout the years. And it's, it's also something that I pick up and I put down, like 
it's like anything, right? Like you talk about like muscle strength and like building your muscles. It's just like any other muscle. It's not something where I'm like, oh, I have reached the level of thriving now and I'm just always thriving. It's like, no, no, that is not how this works. I thrive sometimes in one minute and then the next minute I literally cannot. It's just yes. like, you know, <laughs> and I think that's real. Like most people are, I think, more like that than the versions mm-hmm. that we see of people that are on the gram or, you know, in media where they're like just always glowing and thriving. I'm just like, I don't know who those people are, but I don't know anyone like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been more of a progression and then it kind of wavers. Mm-hmm. That's so refreshing to hear you say that because it it's almost like it gives us permission. While the goal is to thrive, we don't have to always be thriving, but that doesn't mean that we're not on the right path to thriving. Yeah, it's so true. And I think, you know, what I love about your work and I think what resonates with people about Chronicon is it's just not about a one size fits all. And it's also not about comparing yourself to the person next to you. And I, I say this a lot, like, or even to the version of you from like a year ago or a month ago, it's just, it's so different. Like even this last year, when I was diagnosed with myasthenia gravis, I mean, the beginning of last year, before I got my diagnosis, I was able to do certain like workouts that were, you know, much more difficult than what I'm able to do now. I'm sort of starting from ground zero. Now I just started working out with a trainer again, and it's, it's a totally different, it's a totally different experience this time. And I have to be like so much more mindful than I was before because I didn't have the same condition. And it's been really humbling and like really hard. I'm not going to lie. Like it's hard for me to go to the gym and be like, but last year I could do this much of an incline. And like this year, I can't even do half of that incline. Like I have to be so careful, but that's part of the practice. You know, that's part of the work of, of loving myself through that. And just reminding myself, I didn't do anything wrong to get to this place. You know, it's not because I was like a bad kid, quote unquote, right? Which is like programming we have from when we're younger or because I like messed up or did something really horrible that put me in this position. This is a, my body's response and I'm doing the best that I can to take care of what's happening in this moment. But that is stuff I have to work through every day, you know, and especially when you get like a new diagnosis or you might be having a flare or something like that. It's really easy to beat yourself up. And it's like constantly going back to, this isn't my fault. I'm doing the best that I can, you know, and that's thriving too, I think. Yeah. So is there anything, any like tangible thing that you would guide someone to do if they want to be having those thoughts of, it's okay, I'm going to be compassionate with myself. This is a new version of me but they're just really struggling. Like they just cannot get past that point where they are feeling any sort of hope. They're just stuck in that, well, this is my new normal and this doesn't make me happy. And therefore I'm not going to do anything to help. Mm. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I really get it. When I was in that period of my life in my early twenties, it was a lot of that, a lot of no hope and trying to find hope and going back and forth all the time. Because of my psoriatic arthritis, my bones were deforming pretty rapidly at the time. And I was in such severe pain. I I used to say it felt like 
a truck was like literally squishing my joints. Like it just, it, arthritis pain shows up differently for everyone, but psoriatic arthritis, you know, definitely feels like that. It was excruciating. And yeah, I didn't have a lot of hope at that time. I was really young. I didn't have a job. Like I couldn't stand up for long enough to work and all of those different things. So I didn't know, like, what is my value? If I can't do these things, if I can't show up in my life, like how can I find value with myself? And I remember learning about some of these like mindfulness practices, you know, thinking positively. And while I do think people can go into like the toxic positivity space, and I'm really, really cautious of that and not like beating yourself up with self-help because I definitely did that. I think, I think one of the things that really helped me that I still have to do to this day, like when I got my myasthenia gravis diagnosis, I did the same thing, which is just kind of sitting with myself and remembering what are the things that I love to do that make me feel connected to who I am that have nothing to do with anything other than having joy or feeling good or experiencing some happiness. and. For me, like singing, I've sang my whole life. So music and singing has always been like really healing for me. I don't do this as much anymore, but when I was in my twenties, I loved playing with makeup. I just thought it was fun. I'm so bad at it. So it's not because I like actually know what I'm doing, but I just thought it was fun. And it was like something that I could literally do lying on my bed, you know, and I didn't kind of overextend myself or stand up or anything. I could just take a mirror and like be sitting in bed and doing it. And then that's actually when I started, my friends always tease me, but that's actually when I started to call people, which I know like sounds so random, but people now when they become friends with me and I just like pick up the phone and call them, they're like, is everything okay? And I'm like, yes, everything is fine. This is just like what I do. I'm a phone person. I think I've even called you before, Gretchen. Like I'm just that person. I'm just like, (laughs) I'm just like, I'm just calling. Cause like, why not? We have phones for like a reason. So that was when I started doing that. And because connecting and like being with friends really helped, but I didn't have like the physical ability to actually be in person with people. But I made that list and I said like, okay, I get it. I get it, Nitika. There are like a hundred things you could say really, really suck right now. Like, and genuinely, these are awful, painful things. Do not deny that. What's like one thing that you could focus on that will remind you of who you are, you know, and it's work to do that. Right. But honestly, like the suffering is work too. And I think we sometimes forget that to be in our suffering as much as it feels comfortable in some ways, it is also work to be that much in suffering. So I, I find the practice of that and like looking towards the light and looking towards what I can remember about myself, it really helps me. And I think that's a lot of the work that we do with Chronicon and my podcast and all the different things. I think it is just about that, but constantly like reminding people you know, how do you do that for yourself every single day? And I I feel like you probably have the same thing, like even with the exercises and stuff, like you show them what to do, but it's like about empowering them to know like they could do it at any time and they can do that for themselves and they can like feel like they have ownership over their own experience. Like after they learn, you know, the ways that we do things. 
I don't know if that's true, but I, I yeah. assume that that's, that's the case. Yeah. And I love what, what I'm picking up on what you're saying is that you have to be intentional about it. And I love that because our minds and bodies get in these comfort zones. And up until recently, I always just assumed comfort zones were comfortable because it's called the comfort zone, but really, you know, it's anything that we're just stuck in and our brain and body are trying to prevent us from growing or doing anything that's not survival and being stuck and feeling those symptoms can be, even though they're really uncomfortable, it is a comfort zone. So being intentional about doing something or calling someone can feel like hard work. And I think we should learn about that in school <laughs> because like I'm 34 years old and I'm just now realizing over this last year, this whole idea of you have to be intentional about things and being intentional doesn't mean it's going to be easy, even if it's something that you like to do or that you used to like to do. So I love that you're bringing awareness to that. I think it's something we all need a good refresher on. Thanks so much. Yeah. I do think we should learn that in schools. I don't know why. I mean, I literally will never do algebra ever again in my life. I have no idea why I needed to learn that. And I didn't actually really learn it, but yeah, this is the kind of stuff that I wish everybody mm. was learning. It's so yeah. important for sure. Yeah. So can you talk to us a little a bit about your in-person Chronicon event? And I just want to preface this by saying you hosted one before it was right before COVID, I believe in 2019. Is that right? Yeah. So I remember seeing you post about this on social media and being so jealous that I wasn't there. It just seemed like the coolest event, the best speakers, and just like the best vibe. And so I'm super, super excited that I get to be part of it this year. But can you explain who it's for and just what's going on, what, when it is, all that good stuff? Yeah, well, I am like, my smile is so big right now because I'm so excited that you are coming and that you get to be a part of it. And you're one of our amazing speakers. It's just like an honor to have you because I know the work that you do is so important and it like genuinely helps so many people. And that's what this is all about, right? And it's like, it is about bringing together all these different types of speakers and all these different types of voices and, you know, people who are leading different conversations because it isn't a one size fits all as like we've talked about, right? So yeah, Chronicon happened, the first one happened in 2019 in October and oh my gosh, it was like the best day of my life. And I was like, this is my wedding. <laughs> this was just like the most amazing thing. I'm so happy. And we sold out and it was just like an incredible experience. And the pandemic happened. And wow, it rocked. I mean, I think it rocked every chronically ill person's world, you know, significantly. And it just, it rocked my world as a business owner. Cause I was like, I just created this business around like all of us meeting in person and now we can't meet in person. So that's where the community came in and we have that online, you know, offering, but I decided to bring back the live event because so many people in the online community we're like, can you please do this? Cause like, we're ready. We're ready to try to meet in person. We have fallen so in love with each other and we want to like see each other in person. So I was going to do it last year. And then when I got my MG diagnosis, I, you know, and this is like a great example of like figuring out how to thrive, you know, with all the health stuff. 
I was like, this doesn't feel like the kindest timeline. So I'm going to push the timeline a little bit. And yeah, now we're doing it in May on May 19th. And I'm so glad I, you know, am living in Brooklyn and I, it's like right down the street from where I live in this beautiful, beautiful loft venue space. And we're expecting about 300 people and it's going to be all day. And you also can live stream it. So I think some people don't realize we have live stream tickets available and we're going to be doing like a really cool live stream, like virtual ticket gift bag too, for people. So that like, it's not like you miss out on all like the juicy goodness of the day. And yeah, we have speakers all day. We have like amazing brands that are going to be a part of it. We're just doing like some really beautiful stuff and you can check everything out on our website. And I'm also still like working on some of the details. I'm giving myself lots of space and grace, but we'll have everything finalized definitely by the beginning of May at the latest. Yeah. I don't know. There's just like so much I could say about it, but it's, it's going to be, I mean, Chronicon is the love of my life. So it's going to be, you know, filled with so much love. And I, I agree. The vibe is like really, really special. And I think one, one other thing I will say about it is I think the thing that really separates Chronicon from like other events that might be, especially like health focused, is that it is a beautiful event. And I think when you have a chronic illness, it is so easy for folks to just be like putting us in this sterile box and having us, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just so plain and bland and like no color and just, yeah, just really sterile. And Chronicon could not be farther from that. It is going to be so colorful, so elegant, so beautiful. I'm like getting so excited thinking about it. But yeah, it's, it's a very, it's an experience to be there for sure. And yeah, virtually you'll get all the amazing content as well. Yeah, I think that's so great. And one thing too, that I didn't know until you released the website that has all the information was the variety of speakers that you have, like the topics that they're going to be speaking on and the areas of expertise are so varied, which I think is a definitely another perk because there's so many different types of tips out there, but one person might be more so looking for exercise and physical therapy Whereas another person might be mostly struggling with the mental side of things like mental health and viewing things in a different way. So you, and you've got mental health experts. Can you talk a little bit about the different types of experts that will be speaking? Yeah. I mean, we have, you know, doctors that are going to be there. Um, like we have an emergency medicine doctor who was at our first one, Dr. Darian Sutton, who like started TikTok med school and has like millions of followers on TikTok. And then we have obviously your speaking. Um, and then we have people like my dear friend, Komal Minhas or, you know, Amina Altai, both of them are amazing, like leadership coaches and they both have chronic illnesses as well. So they're going to be talking a lot about like what it's like to live with a chronic illness and actually navigate their businesses at the same time. Um, and then my other dear friend, Liz Plank, who's an incre incredible feminist and an author, like she's going to be talking about disability activism because that's something she's really passionate about. She's creating a film around it right now. So there's just so many different types. And we actually just put a couple of more speakers on the website that haven't formally been announced yet, but Dr. Akila Kade is one of them um, who's an amazing, amazing speaker. And she really does a lot of work in DEI. And she also has a heart condition. 
And she's going to be just talking about like the ins and outs of what it's like to live with a chronic illness in her own experience. But also there's conversations around like igniting your inner activist, which is something that I'm really passionate about because although Chronicon is like really cute and beautiful, people don't always realize there's a lot of activism behind what we do. And it's really like just us existing, I find is a form of activism, especially when you're chronically ill and you're you know, asking for more and taking up more space and claiming more for yourself in systems and in industries that don't always support that just by doing that is a, is a form of activism. So we're going to be talking about that. And then Mira Mariah, who's like Ariana Grande's tattoo artist. She's amazing. She's incredible. And we're going to be talking to her about like creativity and like what it's like, basically like what I was talking about, even like with the music that I love and like things like that, we're going to be talking about igniting your creativity. So I'm still working on some of the content for the panels and we're confirming our keynotes as, as well soon. But yeah, there's like all types of topics and you can get a good sense if you check it out now for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So can you share the website and I will put all of the links in the show notes as well, but can you share the website where they can learn more about Chronicon in person and community as well as your podcast? Yeah. So if you go to chronicon.co, that's chronicon.co, everything is really on that website. So there is the main like live event that's coming up. You can see the speakers and the schedule and all of that. If you scroll to the bottom, you'll see a banner for the Thriving Together podcast. So you can check that out. And then the last tab on that website is for the online community. So you can also check that out there. I will say like one of my greatest missions is making everything as, you know, inclusive and accessible as possible. Even though I'm a woman of color with three chronic illnesses and I don't have any like fancy investors or anything like that. We're just like bootstrapping over here. But I still do not ever want anyone to feel like they can't come sit with us because they can't afford it. And so one of the things that I make sure is that they have, you know, there's full access if you need a scholarship to the in-person event, if you need a scholarship to the virtual ticket, if you need a scholarship, we have sliding scale scholarships for the community. Just apply and like, I got you. So yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Accessibility is one of the things that I'm really working towards as well. There's without going too much into it, so many areas where there's just a lack of accessibility in almost every area of healthcare and wellness. So I love that that's one of the things that you push for as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like I could talk to you for about two more hours, but we'll end it here. Thank you so much for sharing your tips, but also just sharing who you are and what you've created. You have so many avenues where people can connect with you and your community that helps them feel a different way. And feeling a different way, I think is the most important thing because even with my work, you know, if someone can get stronger and walk better, that's fantastic. But if mentally they're not there, it's not the same. So your work is so important and I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you so much, Gretchen. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. 
If you loved this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.